to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Well, today it's February. It's a new month. We're starting a new book that we're going to be covering for the month of February. It's called Good Vibes, Good Life by Vex King. And I have to admit, when I initially was reading a review of the book and thinking of buying it, thinking of using it on Sunday, I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to say he's into that whole vibe thing. Uh, you know, it's a real thing right now. People rate restaurants and uh, nightclubs uh, according to their vibe. It's it's kind of like 1960 all over again <laughs> right now with people thinking of the good vibes, the good vibrations. And so I was a little hesitant to get on this bandwagon, but the book is wonderful because it really approaches this subject from the standpoint of the spiritual nature of it, that we we really are creating a vibe around us, and that vibe has a response from the universe. But, but let me read just a little bit from the introduction here to give you an idea, uh, a taste of what we can look forward to this month. It says, some people are comfortable with mediocrity, They avoid living a greater life, one that's beyond what most would consider the norm. A greater life, of course, requires you to find your greatness. And in simple terms, greatness is about becoming the greatest version of yourself. It's about breaking the imaginary boundaries that hold you captive in a life that you believe that you have to settle for. It's the greatness mentality means living a life without limits, where there are infinite possibilities. For this reason, we cannot define where greatness begins or ends, but we always can strive to do better. And so his thesis, uh, which I think is a marvelous one, is that we can begin being more great. We can begin becoming that better version of ourselves by using an ancient tool called the law of vibration. Now, what I thought was interesting was in the very beginning part of the book, he talks about, gosh, when was it? It's got to be about 20 years ago. He was in college, and it was when the book about the law of attraction came out, The Secret. Some of you might have remembered when that book, and then there was even a movie uh, called The Secret came out, and it was all about the law of attraction. And, And it's interesting. The author talks about specifically using the law of attraction to bring him some money that he needed for college, uh, for doing some other things that were very important to him at that time. But his conclusion was that for him, it wasn't a law of being that he could depend upon very well. He said that sometimes he would he would so clearly in his mind have the idea of what he wanted to achieve, only to find out weeks or even months later that he had not quite achieved what he wanted to achieve. And so he became disillusioned with the law of attraction, and it wasn't for a few years until he discovered this uh, perhaps greater or more complete law 
called the law of vibration. Well, I was, of course, fascinated at this point. Uh, I've taught a course before on the ancient Hermetics teachings, the, the teachings, the spiritual wisdom that would have been passed on to someone like Moses in ancient Egypt. And, uh, of course, one of the laws mentioned in there is the law of vibration. So, you know, nothing new under the sun, right? Here, the law of vibration, a young man discovering it and bringing it forth in a new book. So, uh, so I love it. And I think that those of you who might want to follow in the, along in the book will find his take on this quite refreshing as well. So how does the law of vibration differ from the law of attraction? Well, first of all, the law of vibration simply says that everything is in motion. And that alone, that alone is such an important thing to keep in mind. You know, now and then we, we find our place in the world or we're satisfied with a job or a relationship and we have that urge to try to just lock things down, to try to, to freeze a point in time when we're happy. Or maybe you've encountered people that tend to live in the past a bit. They think of a certain point in their life as being the epitome of it. And and wish that they would have kept things just the way they were on that wedding day or on that day when, you know, some achievement was gathered. But the law of vibration says no. No, everything is in motion. And if we wish to be happy in the moment, if we wish to be happy today, we have to recognize that things are not the same as they were yesterday, and they won't be the same tomorrow as they are today, and that we begin noticing the differences. We, we notice that motion. We notice that vibration. And we begin to respond to it. We begin to do things to support the changes rather than dig our heels in, instead of saying, no, I'm not going to change. I'm, I'm not going to accept that the world has changed around me. Instead of that, we open our hearts to accept what, what has happened and, in fact, begin seeing our goodness in it. Begin seeing how when we move with the tides, how we begin to participate in life as it unfolds, there is the opening of great joy and great possibility. So that's the first part of the law of vibration, is simply to acknowledge it's always going to change. And for my own peace of mind, for my own success, for my own happiness, I'm going to go with the changes. I'm going to bless the newness that comes my way. I'm going to participate in it. I'm going to make it even grander and bolder. I'm going to seize those opportunities that come. You know, if I'm stuck in a rut, if I'm unable or unwilling to change, I'm not even going to notice those grand opportunities. I'm not even going to see the opportunity that presents itself if I'm focused on just locking down what I have. Well, the second part of the law of vibration, you know, I, normally I do a, a joke on Sunday, and instead today I'm going to take you through a, a science experiment, if you're willing. I, I know some of you are laughing, and you're going to laugh even harder when I reach into my pocket and pull out my tuning forks. <laughs> yes, I know. There's only like four people in the room. And they're all giving me the eye right now. Is that the stink eye I'm getting, Loranda? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> only love. All right. So, so tuning forks. Well, they uh, illustrate the second part of this law of vibration. So, of course, many of you are familiar with this and maybe even have seen this demonstrated before. So, if you uh, sound a 
a tuning fork, it's a sound so small that you probably can even barely hear it, right? Uh, in fact, if I put it up to my ear about here, I get a good ring from it. What you may not re well, and the, the nice thing about them is they always produce the same sound. And, and so you could use this to tune a musical instrument or something, no matter how I hit it or what the humidity in the room is or so on, it's gonna produce the same vibration, the same sound. Now what you may not know is that if you have two tuning forks that are the same, one of them will actually start the other one up. So right now, neither of them are making a noise at all. If I activate one of them and put them close together, yeah, now I hear both of them in both ears. Notice I didn't actually touch them together Simply the vibrations in the air were able to activate the second tuning fork. Now this is interesting, right? These are relatively uh, solid objects, as solid as any kind of an object that we encounter. How does this work? Well, of course, science will tell you the mechanics uh, around the, the tuning fork and the vibrations in the air setting up a corresponding atmosphere around the second fork, which causes it to vibrate, and then ultimately the sound. Uh, I don't think there's anything miraculous here in the, the physics of it or, or how it works. That's just good scientific theory. But what I do think is interesting is kind of the why. This idea of like attracting like, this idea of vibrations causing similar objects to resonate with the same frequency and the same vibration. All right, you've had your science experiment. Now it's time to get on with the metaphysics, right? Well, the law of vibration from a metaphysical standpoint says that like does attract like, that there's something about people and objects that, that put out a, a kind of a vibe. And we can use that in the very colloquial sense of, of people putting out a vibe that will tend to draw to them similar people and similar things and similar situations. And so that's the metaphysical side of this law of vibration. And you've probably heard it stated in other colloquial ways. You've probably heard people say something like, what they put out is going to come back to them. You might have heard of uh, how you are in the world and what you are in the world is what you see in the world and what you encounter in the world. And it's all based on this idea of our vibration. Now let's think of some examples just from our real life, and, and I'm sure this will help solidify it for you. Have you ever walked into a room and been attracted to someone that maybe you've never even met before? Someone who could be on the outside quite different than you, and yet you find yourself over the course of the evening managing to meet this new people and you discover that you have a lot in common and in fact it almost feels like your long lost friends. Hasn't everyone had that happen to them once or twice in their lives before? Well, it is this idea of the vibe that we put out. It's the thoughts that we're thinking 
It's our emotional impact. It's our kind of charisma that's going out. It's our vibe that's going out. It's the way that we stand. It's, a, it's our posture. It's our facial expressions. It's our thoughts. It's our emotions as they come forward in the way we interact with people. And it's something that you can pick up almost instantaneous. That, that oh my gosh, I almost think I know her. I don't recognize her but it's as though we've known each other our whole lives. Well, that is the essence of this law of vibration as it pertains to people. What I want to suggest, though, too, is that the law of vibration just goes beyond us recognizing ourselves and our values and our ways of being in other people. It also draws to us not just people, but situations, if our vibe is a loving and sweet and honorable vibe, we're going to find a lot more situations where that sweetness and that vulnerability and that truth are reflected back to us. Likewise, if we have the hostile vibe, have you ever, have you ever likewise been in some kind of a social situation where almost instantly you're like, uh, you know, I'm going to let that one be alone over in the corner. That's like the last person in this room that I want to pick up a conversation with. Well, it works that way too. If our vibe is significantly different for somebody, or if our vibe is one of anger or, or sadness or, or some negative emotion, what will tend to happen is we will keep at a distance the people that are of a happier disposition. We will keep at a distance the people that are filled with love and life, and instead... Instead, we will attract to us or we'll begin noticing outward in the world people that match our negative vibes. It's just the way this law of vibration works. Well, this book that we're using this month, uh, we're going to have some fun with it because it tells us how we can be, first of all, more conscious of the vibes that we're putting out, but it also talks about how we can change our vibration. It also talks about this idea of using this intentionally. How can I not just change my thinking? And see, here he gets back to the idea of why the law of attraction sometimes isn't so successful. The law of attraction says that, that where I think is where I go. It pertains mostly just to our thought patterns. And of course, that's a big part of it. But the law of vibration says it also involves your emotional impact. It also involves your, your physical nature. It involves what you do and how you carry out your ideas in the world. It involves all of that, not just our thinking, not just our thoughts becoming things, but rather our whole nature, the nature of who we are, that vibe that we put out, that draws to us a similarity of other things and peoples and situations that have that overall vibe, not just the thought. You know, it's interesting because I think in Science of Mind, sometimes we focus in just on the thinking. We focus on just, well, what am I thinking that maybe produced this result in the world? What were my thoughts that might have caused this trouble that I'm having at work or this uh, issue that's come up between me and a friend or a loved one? You know, what is my thinking? What's nice about the law of vibration is it involves our whole being. Because sometimes we think one thing, but don't we do and say something different?
Sometimes we might believe one thing to be true, but our body language is doing something completely different. Have you ever noticed that with very young children, you almost have to describe what irony is to them, (laughs) right? It's like they sort of don't get, why would she say one thing, but believe something different? Well, unfortunately, that is true when we're manifesting things, when we're using the divine creative process in the world. If we're out of alignment, if our, if our thoughts are saying one thing, but the words and actions that come forth for us are contrary to that, we're going to have very mixed results in purposefully trying to create a life that has more satisfaction or more love or more life in it. It's in a way part of the alignment of this idea of vibration. So let us look at vibration as this uh, full body, full experience, full consciousness kind of thing. What elements does it have? Well, it certainly does have our thinking, absolutely. So one of the things we need to make sure if we want to have more, let's say, love in our lives, is that our thoughts are about love, not about divisiveness, not about trouble, not about a relationship that is having trouble, but rather our thoughts are towards the, the harmony that can exist between people. the the joy that exists between people, the love and intimacy and so on. Whatever love means to you, you make sure that those are the thoughts to the greatest degree possible are the thoughts that are going on in your mind. But it's not just your thinking. What about your emotions? Have you noticed some people that you can read them, their emotions almost like a book? In fact, I've heard it said, what's that old phrase, she wears her emotions on her sleeve? (laughs) That idea, you can just take one look and know whether someone's angry or whether someone's sad or so on. Well, here is the second part of the alignment that needs to happen for this law of vibration to work well. Ideally, your thinking would be in alignment also with your emotions. So if you're thinking about love, ideally at the same time, you're also sensing love. You're opening your heart. You're feeling that ability to love and be loved. And of course, the vibe you put out should be a vibe not of wanting love, but a vibe of giving love. Think about that one for a minute, too, because there's two different emotions, I think, that are involved there. There's one that's just being in love, that's just expressing love. And of course, that's what we would like to get from other people. But if you notice, there's also a clinginess of wanting love that you don't have. See, that's quite a different emotion. So our thoughts might be of the kind of love you want, but if what you're expressing is that that uh, pining away for something you don't have, that fearfulness that maybe you're not going to have love, you're giving really mixed signals. Your mind's going, yeah, I want love and it's going to look like this and I'll have the sense of this and I'll be with someone and so on and those are the thoughts you're having but what you're broadcasting out is a fear of being alone what you're broadcasting out is doubts of whether you're worthy of love right 
So these are the kinds of things where our thoughts and our emotions have to be in alignment. But it doesn't even really stop there, right? Because there's more to us even than just our thinking and our emotions. There's also our actions and our doingness and our, and our stature and what our body tells people. We really need to have all of those kinds of things in alignment. If I want more love in my life and I'm feeling love in my life, but I go to work and I do terrible things to my co-workers, right? Again, we have that dissonance. We're not in alignment. We're treating people poorly when we want to be treated well ourselves. It's just not going to work. Everything about us, when we have a, a, a pure and true and, and wonderful intention, and whether it's about success or whether it's about love, whether it's about more abundance in the world or whatever it is, whatever would really make our heart sing, it has to be more than just our thinking rather than just our thoughts, rather than just the, the efforts that we put forth in the world. It needs to be an alignment of all of these elements. And that's the vibe you felt. Back to my story of that time you walked into a room and almost instantly you saw someone across the room that just seemed so attractive. And I don't mean physically attractive, although that could be part of it, but I mean that connection that exists almost without you having met the person yet. That's the whole vibe you're getting. And when that happens, when you sense that, it's because they're completely in alignment. That vibe they're sending out on that particular day that seems so attractive to you, it's a vibe of alignment. Their thoughts, their heart, their emotions, the way they're standing, the clothes they've picked out, the things they're doing in the world, all of it, in that alignment that is so strong and so attractive. Well, next week we're going to talk about how to build up that in ourselves. Next week we're going to get some practical skills about love. And I think where we're going to start next week is the idea of self-love. If you want to be loved, you need to be love. But let's, uh, let's go over just a little bit of a summary here, and I do have a bit of homework for you. Okay, first of all, we talked about the law of attraction being somewhat incomplete, that it tends to focus just on our thinking and thought patterns, whereas the law of vibration is defined as everything being in motion and like attracting like. Therefore, let's not try to lock things down. Let's not try to assume that our job is to, uh, to stop change. Everything's in motion. Everything's changing. Let's embrace the idea of newness and new opportunities. And let's be aware that what we put out is returned to us. The vibration, the, the vibe that we have is going to be magnified and returned to us. So we talked about vibrations being attractive, and we also then talked finally about the idea of what our vibration consists of. So it's our thoughts and beliefs, yes, but it's also our feelings and emotions. It's also our physical deportment, the, the kind of clothes we have chosen to wear, the way we stand, our, our posture. And then it's also our actions, what we do out in the world, what we say, what we do, what we stand for. And so when the elements of our vibration are in harmony, when all of those elements stack up and come together for one unified statement, that is when we will attract to us 
the most. Notice that I'm not saying it's necessarily going to attract something that's good, right? Because it depends on what we're vibrating. If we're vibrating misery, if we're vibrating trouble, if we're vibrating, oh my God, what's going to happen next? The bad news is if that's in alignment, you can expect a little bit of misery ahead, right? That's when the boat is headed for the rocks. But we're already well enough aware of this idea, I think, that we can begin shifting that course, shifting those elements to be more positive, to be more of what we wish to receive. Okay, on to homework. This is a simple one, and yet, I wonder if you've ever done it before. What's your vibe? What is your vibe? Now think about the four elements that we talked about, right? It's your thoughts and beliefs. So what are your most common thoughts and beliefs? What are your emotions and feelings? What most often are you feeling? Is it happy? Is it sad? Is it anxious, right? Your physical deportment, how do you normally uh, show up in the world? Do you dress casual and happy-go-lucky? Do you dress super formal and, uh, and kind of staid? What is your physical deportment? Do you stand up straight? Do you kind of slouch? And then last but not least, what are your actions? What are you known for in terms of your doingness? Are you known as someone who does favors for people? Are you known as someone who's maybe a little bit stingy? So again, your homework I think is an easy one, but maybe something you've never done before. What is the vibe that you put out? I'm going to close with a final quote from the book and a prayer. He says, to receive or perceive the reality that you wish to have, you must be in an energetic harmony with that which you desire. This means that our thoughts, our emotions, our words, our actions, they all must align with what we wish to experience. Once you're in vibrational resonance with something, you begin to attract it into your own reality. The best way to identify what frequency you're on is through your emotions. Your emotions will often show a true reflection of your vibrational energy. Sometimes we can believe we're in a positive state of mind or thinking good things or taking good actions, but deep down, we're not. We're pretending. And if we pay attention to our emotions, we can see the true nature of our vibration and therefore what we're apt to attract into our life. If we feel good, we'll think good thoughts. As a result, we'll make positive actions and our world will bloom. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one goodness. There is life and only life. And on this day, I claim more of the same for me. I, I know that in my alignment, I, I hold the things dear to me that I wish to see more of. I, I have a heart that's open to love. I have a mind filled with good ideas. I know that I stand in truth and, and take actions in the world to be kind to others and to be, to be that voice and hands and heart of love in the world. I do this because I know what I put out is returned to me. I know that as I send out the good vibe, 
that good vibe is returned to me. And the people that match that vibration, the people that have similar uh, characteristics, that have similar traits, that have similar values in the world, are attracted to me. So that 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 love is magnified, that joy, that peace that I desire shows up in the forms of other people and other situations. As it is true for me, I know it is true or can be true for everyone. Each of us, as we become more aware of that, that full body, full soul vibration, as we become aware of what we're putting out, we can begin to alter that if we don't like the results we're getting. If we want more of the good life, we'll begin vibrating more of the good life. And so for this, I give great thanks. For this, I simply am aware, ever more aware, that it is done unto me as I believe and as my heart opens. I give thanks for this, I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.